Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. What's going on, Latin Wealth family? Thank you for clicking on this episode. And this is a special episode that you clicked on because we are looking to launch a new series on the Latin Wealth platform. Um, in addition to the Friday episodes and the conversations that we've been having, we're also going to start creating something new called Wealth Wednesdays. And essentially, our goal for Wealth Wednesday is to come on here and talk about trending topics that are going on in the world. Things are going on in the United States and how it's affecting our community and how it can affect you as well. So, you know, our, our goal is just to come on here, provide that perspective, give you quality information and resources and um, let you guys take it from there. Because we, I come to realize, you know, the, the Friday conversations are phenomenal. They're great but we don't typically hit on relevant things that are going on. Right. So like I don't hit on, you know, the banking situation and, you know, cryptocurrency necessarily what's going on right now. So we wanted to create a show specifically that's about 20, 25 minutes or so where you can get good quality information and it's relevant information to what's going on. Not only that, but we want to make it relatable to our community and um, huge shout out to other platforms that are already doing this. Um, Earn your leisure. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I think I've seen C CNN has their own version of this as well. I believe where they come on, they talk about relevant information. Um, but you know, the challenge with that is there is not really something for our community for Latinos, right? Coming from a Latino perspective and. Um, that's why we wanted to create Wealth Wednesday. So every single Wednesday, we're dropping relevant information that's going on in the economy, finances, business. Um, you may come on here and you may get business advice and a bunch of different things, maybe some interviews as well. Um, and then again, Fridays is still going to be the uh, interviews with the Latinos in our communities. I think that's been going very well. But we wanted to add, you know, something else to this platform that you guys can consume and, you know, it will be digestible information. And with that being said, I keep saying we, right? I, like It's just who, who is we? And so um, I want to introduce my co-host for this show for Wealth Wednesday. That's going to be Jeremiah Ramirez, a.k.a. Rico. We've had him on the podcast, I think, on episode 28. So if you guys want to learn more about his story and who he is and whatnot, definitely go check out that episode. But I think he's going to be a phenomenal fit for this uh, segment. And, um, you know, I let him I'll shut up. I let him take the floor. I let him tell a little bit more about himself and, you know, why he, he decided to, to jump on this with us. Hey, Chris, I appreciate, uh, obviously, the opportunity to speak and the opportunity to come on. Here to have conversations with some people uh you know obviously we've done well i've seen you killing it with the friday conversations people are picking up a lot of value there's gems all in the different entrepreneurs and how they're approaching life so we're super excited to get this started for myself personally this hits very close to home because um, as a latino and as someone that's coming into a, a space or in the world of finances there's not a lot of people that look like us that are out here delving into um you know this actual issue or into this industry and so for myself 
just a little background. Obviously, like Chris said, go to episode 28. You can get the full thing, but the little bridge version, uh, you know, young guy came in, um, was really good in school with finances. That changed over into me getting my licenses and you need different licenses and different certifications to be able to offer people or help people with stocks. Right. And so that is a series six, a six, five and a seven. Um, went ahead and got those licenses, held strong with those licenses for a number of years, uh, up until probably about four or five years ago when I decided that I wanted to move more into a place where uh, we call it risk averse, but more into a space to where basically every all of my clients that I work with, they wouldn't have to worry about losing money. And we can get a little bit deeper into that. But basically, just letting people know that when it comes time for actually having the you know, the proper certifications, proper background and everything. That's my background. And it's been a pleasure being a part of Latin Wealth's uh, growth. You know, I feel like I feel like being one of the like one of the pillars, man, is so many of us. But when you get to be a piece of something that's growing and, and, and expanding, you know, you just feel really I, I just feel really yeah. useful. Honestly, I feel like we're, we're doing a good thing. No, absolutely. And it, it's crazy because, you know, when we started talking about doing this, like people were asking me, like I was talking about Latin wealth to them and they're like, yo, do you guys talk about like what's going on in the news right now? Is, you know, what are you guys doing with that? And I'm like, damn, that's crazy because we're literally planning on doing that now. So there's definitely people in the community that want to know, you know, what's going on. How can they apply this information to us uh, or to themselves and so forth? So again, every single Wednesday, Wealth Wednesday, expect, you know, us covering again trending topics what's going on in the news and then fridays again it's going to be the conversations with the latinos in our community and we'll see where it takes us maybe we'll add another show down the line as, if this thing grows um, but we our biggest thing is we want to be consistent with you guys and we want to bring value right we want to bring a lot of value to you guys and yeah i mean that's that's why we created this thing so i'm excited to jump into this series wealth wednesdays and with that being said First episode, we're diving right in and something that's been going on in the United States and in the world right now is, you know, there there's talks of a new currency, a world currency. You know, there's a lot of questions about is the U.S. dollar losing its value? Uh, is it in danger? What's going on? Uh, Rico, let us know, man. Talk to us. What, what's going on with that? So <clears throat> for people that didn't know, the U.S. dollar for the longest time, the reason why, not only for the fact that, you know, the United States has been, um, you know, a superpower, right? We've been the number one country in, in the world, seemingly for a amount of years since World War II. Now, if you didn't know, the reason why we've kind of furthered that or the strength behind that was the fact that the U.S. dollar was a basis that was used for not only oil, right? It was like the main currency for the petrodollar, but also it was the main trading currency. So that means as you go into any other country on different continents, uh, you know, you'd look to trade to a certain currency before you trade it to another. And the U.S. dollar was the standard. Well, probably about a week and a half, two weeks ago, what you started seeing is that China was making moves and they've made agreements with various people. They're called the BRIC nations mm -hmm. now, uh, right? And so Brazil, Russia, uh, India, and China, right? And then some other nations, they've come together and they said, you know what? We don't want the dollar as the standard anymore. Mm -hmm. And so 
what does that mean for people? What that means is that the strength, or like you said, Chris, the value of the dollar is being reduced, right? Because if if it's not backed, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but the dollar isn't backed by gold. So what was backing the dollar? What was backing the dollar was the strength that it was used everywhere. Mm. And so if it's not being used everywhere, the dollar itself starts to lose value. And when we started seeing that um, probably about a week or so ago, you started seeing the dollar lose its value in contrast to the British pound, um, the euro, um, right, the yen. You, so you, just across the board, um, the Brazilian dollar, right? So you started seeing just across the board money, actually, uh, the dollar losing its value comparing to to other currencies. So it's it's true. It, it is true. A lot of people are like, oh, that's just makeup. No, it's not make believe. It's definitely true. Um, but I think maybe sometimes people are doing some fear mongering because they're saying, oh, the dollar is just going to crash completely. It won't crash completely. Mm -hmm. The dollar is too integrated throughout everybody's economy. People need the dollar. People need America. Right. Um, will there be some we were already headed towards recession mm -hmm. and things like, yes, that's going to happen. But will the dollar completely crumble? Yeah. No. But will it have the same strength as it is his it's had? It remains to be right. seen. We'll see. So you said um India, Russia, there's a couple of countries that are you said the mm -hmm. BRIC nation. Yes, yeah, so it's Brazil, it's B R I C, yep. right? So it's Brazil, Russia, India, and China. So that's when they refer or you hear uh, you know, the abbreviation BRIC nations, that's what they're referring to, those nations in particular. Um, Brazil is a very, very big one because it's in our hemisphere, mm -hmm. right? It's on the, it's over here in South America, but it's here, right, right beneath right. us, right? And so, as as different companies or different things occur in Brazil, that makes America very vulnerable, right? Because Brazil makes us accessible mm -hmm. because it's right here, kind of in our backyard, if we're looking at the world and where the continents are. And, and so, why do you think these different countries are joining together, and you know? Uh, using different currencies? That's a good question. Um, to be honest, most of these countries are tired of America dominating. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, we So nothing against America. Obviously, we love America, right? We're here. It's given us the opportunity to be here, to be recording this recording right now. But, you know, there's people across the world that America's seen as a bully. Mm -hmm. And for years, we've kind of stuck our nose in things. Maybe we weren't supposed to be there or whatever and, and, you know so we've done things and i think a lot of these countries are just tired mm -hmm. of that right uh world war ii was a dramatic shift to where you saw america just blatantly take over and maybe maybe world war one but definitely after world war ii you saw just it was just strictly america right and so china's had a 100 year plan mm. now imagine that most of us don't even plan for next week Right. We can't plan for tomorrow. China's had a hundred year plan right. and they're enacting that hundred year That's plan, crazy. literally. And it's it's playing out like chess. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's crazy. And I, I was saying the other day I was talking to somebody and I said, you know, you got to give China a lot of respect because they just stayed the course. Mm -hmm. They had their plan. And they just stayed with mm -hmm. the plan. And literally you see it happening right before our eyes. And it's like, mm -hmm. wow, that's I mean, it makes you mad because it's against us. But it's kind of you're yeah. kind of like, man, that's it's kind of yeah. masterful. Yeah. So yeah. talk to us. How how does this affect us? You know, what can we do about um, this situation? You know? Yeah. So let's say that you, you yourself, you're an average worker. Yeah. Um, and let's say that 
I'll say for Latinos, right? Let's say you're you're doing some type of physical labor, you, you or maybe you're doing some type of uh, mid level mm-hmm. work, right? Your pay or whatever is according to either um, minimum wage or your your pay is according to a set mm-hmm. salary, right? Now, as this thing progresses, what you'll start to see is that either the cost of living starts to decrease. So what does that say? That says that the amount of money that you were being paid, now they're saying, well, the dollar itself is not even worth that. And so your value is directly correlated to that dollar. So I'm going to have to drop your salary. I'm going to have to drop what we pay you per hour because everything is actually costing us more because the dollar is losing value. And so that's how it ends up starting to, you know, play into the work side of things. Let's talk about things that things that are imported. Imports start to cost more, right? Because there's less trade value. There's less intrinsic value for the dollar. And so trades start to cost more. Um, anything that you're bringing in from out of the country, fruit or something like that, you start to see an increase in the prices simply because the dollar is not as strong, right? It doesn't have that trade value. And so that's very minimalistic, right? That's a micro we call it or the macro or the big picture it's just a small view of the bigger picture you scale that you know times millions of times right across the united states and that's a very big problem so what are so if you can give maybe two or three things that we can use that information and we can act on it you know should we you know i I know there's there's talks of like maybe taking our money out the bank, maybe putting it in buying gold or like investing it in different places. Like what, what are two like practical steps you would give to folks out there? So in any, in any recession, in any economic climate, right, you can never go wrong by owning commodities, which is precious metals. Um, Buying gold, purchasing gold, platinum, silver, those precious metals, right. Copper, never, never a bad idea. Now, I wouldn't be excessive and go buy tons yeah. of it. I would buy some, but I would diversify. I would buy some of it. And then, yes, I probably wouldn't be leaving a whole bunch of my money in the bank right now. I would leave enough to give me that little cushion that I need, maybe three months mm-hmm. worth if if you've planned like that. And then the rest of the money that's in the bank, it would most likely for me be, like I said, precious metals, number one. And number two, probably going into entities that um, can give me principal mm-hmm. protection. Principal protection means the money that I'm actually putting into the product, it's going to be protected. I don't ever have to worry about losing that that value or losing the amount of money that's going into this entity. So I will put money into products like that. And, and then, you know, if they can offer some type of growth or, or you know, annual interest gain or in, annual interest accrual, then that's a that's a plus again. Right. But I want people to realize something. The focus for right now needs to be. Um, how do you maintain what you have? Mm-hmm. Leaving it in the bank, people say, well, I, that's why I have a bank account. Well, that's not maintaining what you have because the interest that the bank is paying you doesn't outweigh inflation mm-hmm. and it doesn't outweigh what's going on in the social economy, right? And then we've seen banks fail. And so it's just having that thought process and knowing that's probably a little bit better. Number one, I need to be purchasing some precious metals if I can. Number two would be putting it into some different entities, some annuities. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, those are great ideas into some things that where my money won't lose its value. I can maintain where I'm at. It's not all about gains right now. It's about mm-hmm. being able to maintain. And then when things get better, you know, blast off. Yeah. And what are some what are some other examples of the entities that people can put their monies in? You mentioned the annuities. What sure. Else? So. So uh, there is in life insurance, there's something that's called an IUL. It's index universal life policy. 
Um, outside of that, if you're looking to put your money into anything that's um, investment related, it's going to be it's a little difficult. I would say if you're strictly looking at investment, um, money market funds are, are, are less volatile. You could also put it into a CD with your bank. Um, but then that's that's still leaving the money with the bank. Right. But but CDs are actually giving a pretty good return right now. So that's an option as well. That's two. That's a couple of things I would think about. If we're talking about equities and putting money deeper into the stock market, then obviously it's it's not risk averse. Yeah. It's open to uh, volatility. Speaking of um, you mentioned, um, you know, interest and whatnot. Did you hear about Apple mm-hmm. and their new high yield card, the high yield saving? OK, so. I'll read the title of the article and you guys can go check it out pretty much everywhere. So Apple's Apple card, new high yield saving account is now available offering a 4.15% APY, which is, uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, it just, it just came out like seven out. Was it, what is it up to? What is the amount up to though? Um, looking at up to what amount in the bank account? Let me see. I'm looking at the article. It doesn't say a maximum balance. Okay. I have to look into it. Let me see. I'm looking at the uh, the deposit account agreement. No, you could. I was just yeah, I was just asking because people, a lot of people don't know this, but T-Mobile has had something called T-Mobile Money, and they've been giving 4% APY. You know, 200, 200, huh? 250. Oh, you can't beat that. Because yeah. on a smaller yeah. scale, T-Mobile was doing um, 4% for the first $3,000 and it was 1% after that. So you can't beat yeah. that. Yeah. Apple's going to be, Apple's going to turn into a bank, man. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's crazy. And so that's, it's, it's crazy. Into- it says it's a rate. I mean, 4.15% is a rate that's 10 times higher than the national average. Which they're, I'm pretty sure they're going to have that's people definitely. flocking to get this card and put their money. Yeah, that's... That's crazy. That's crazy, man. So it's a it's an it's an intelligent play, yeah. um, for sure. I was watching something and they were talking about how something very similar to the Starbucks card, right? How people put money into the Starbucks. Starbucks became yeah. a bank essentially. Yeah. Right. Because we're just putting tons of money into a Starbucks card, and you do that amongst oh, you know yeah. scale that over millions yeah. of people. Starbucks just has cash, cash in there reserves. People. people from- and then they're like they became a bank and i was like wow this it's is crazy because people That's they crazy. just have you know money sitting in there and i think they actually offer yeah. um to earn reward points through delta if you're, yep. if you're using the cards or something like yep. that which is just another incentive for people to come <laughs> you know that's crazy crazy um dope so switching gears a little bit uh, I want to. Yeah. Where do you want to go, bro? Do you want to go to the market, or do you want to go something a little bit more lighthearted? Where do you want to go? No, let's do the market last. Let's 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 spice it up a little. Yeah, let's bit spice more. it up. So, um, our boy Bad Bunny is launching a sports agency, <laughs> and he's already signed some MLB talent. Um, you know, anytime Bad Bunny does something, it's going to be major news, and it it looks like he's working on another business venture. Already has it in the in the. The works and it's crazy because when you think of artists uh the the only other major artist that we can think of that has a sports agency is jay-z in rock nation right so um for him to come out to make this play uh, let's see what it says that he yeah he already has i think six guys signed to the agency now i'm not sure 
exactly what these agencies do. I'm pretty sure they, they're doing like some type of negotiation for the contract, um, helping them get sure. brand deals, helping them with marketing and whatnot. Uh, I think contract negotiation probably the biggest thing, but man, this is, this is crazy. Like, I think it's perfect timing. I mean, Bad Bad Bunny is one of the the, the hottest. Is probably the hottest artist in the world. Um, the hottest artist. I, made, I just the I recently made a post about Latin music hitting over one billion dollars in revenue. That was in then twenty twenty two. So it's going to be crazy to see what they're doing this year. Um, but you know, perfect timing to to come out and do something like that. Where I'm sure athletes are like, "Yo, sign me up." <laughs> you know what? Are, what are your thoughts about this? I mean, first and foremost, um, the stat that you said, right? I think it was 2013 or 14. I told I told people this yeah. was coming. Like I sat and I told people, I was like, there's gonna be there's this new sound, it's Latin trap, it's gonna take over, it'll be the biggest music ever. You'll everyone will be listening to it. And I remember people just laugh, but yeah, I it's it it, it was funny to me, man, because you know, you're just seeing it come to fruition. And uh, shouts out to Bad Bunny and all the Latino yeah. um, artists that are just growing and, and killing Spotify. But I think that ever since Bad Bunny left um, his former management, hooked up with Noah Asad, yeah. uh, which owns Remus, yeah. and Noah Asad is just an astute businessman. I mean, this guy has been studying the game. He is he, he's a phenomenal business guy. There's so many different things he's connected to. He connected Bad Bunny as well to owning before he did the sports agency. He to owning uh, the Congreros. Mm. That's a uh, basketball team in oh, Santa yeah, Cruz yeah. in yeah, Puerto Rico. Yeah. And so, you know, you got all of these Latin artists that are owning basketball yeah. teams. Yeah. And so they're putting them in spaces to where they're entrepreneurs and giving them something outside of music. So shout yeah. out to Noah Asad, man, because he's, you know, he's been in, in Bad Bunny's ear and, and he, it seemingly he's been a great big brother. He's never tried to slow him down, never tried to, you know, lead him in the wrong direction. He just keeps... You know, throwing them alley oops, man. Yeah. Just putting them in the right space, and you know, getting him, getting him in, in 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 the game. And I think that Bad Bunny is using his platform properly because not only does he have the social image and the social messages that he's mm -hmm. conveying, right, as far as uh, gender uh, gender neutrality yeah. and stuff like that that he's talking about, but also you can see that he's showing you you can do it your mm -hmm. way and still win in the business 100%. world as well. So that's out man, to him, that's crazy. man. That that's it is crazy, and he and I think he's taking notes from Jay Z. Hundred percent. That's just what and I mean. it's crazy because you mentioned Noah. He launched the agency with him, so he's definitely involved. And then a yes. uh, former yep. MLB player, Ivan Rodriguez, he'll serve as an ambassador Pudge. of the agency. Yep. So like, you, you you tapped in, you plugged in, you got a player right there, you got the business mind behind you, man. That to me sounds like. And that's baseball. They're, he's already in yeah. basketball. So imagine um, he gets J.J. Barea, yeah. Carlos Arroyo. You know, he, they've got a lot of Puerto Rican talent that they could just reach yeah. out to and end up growing that Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Right. And you just start to expand that thing until it gets bigger and mm. bigger. So shout out to Bad Bunny. Shout out to Bad Bunny. You know, we definitely wanted to put that out there. You know, a Latino that's killing it. You know what I'm saying? He was just headlining Coachella, you know, uh, doing a doing a phenomenal <laughs> job out there. So this this is what we we love to see this stuff like we love this excites Jeremiah and I you know what I'm saying where we see Latinos coming in and um, you know not only being artists but stepping outside of that like Jeremiah said and creating business ventures that will hopefully open up opportunities for other Latinos out there as well and you can, you guys can see the the Latin music the trap scene all of it it's just it's just been blowing up so. Um, 
pretty dope to see. Love it. Yep, yep. But um, yeah. So we can. You saw that? Okay, for sure. I thought you froze up. No. 100%. Oh, sorry. No, no. I was just gonna say I love it a hundred percent, man. I love to see people yeah. that can transition, putting themselves. You know, they're, they're not limited. I, I never. I hate living in a box, right? Yeah. So being able yeah. to just to do multiple different things because. You know, as Latinos, we're not a monolith, bro. We're not just music. We're not just dancing, right? We do so many things and we do it well. So for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Cool. So transitioning a little bit, we're going to wrap it up with this last this last segment. We're going to talk about the market. We're going to dive into a couple things that are performing well. I know Jeremiah ha has some things that he wants to dive into, but this will be the last segment for the day. And we're going to dive into some things that hopefully... We'll, we'll give you guys, you know, we want to give you guys the right tools to invest and whatnot and to look at and do more research upon. So go ahead, Jeremiah, take the floor. Appreciate it, Chris. Appreciate it. So, guys, I want to say this first and foremost. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Shouts out to Ian Dunlap, Master Investor, because <laughs> definitely inspiration. Um, but I do want to say that this is just my opinions. All right. Make sure that you do your due diligence. Make sure that you're going out here. This is a disclaimer. Let you know that you go check it out yourself. Speak with a licensed professional, um, you know, and adhere to your individualized desires and goals for your investing. Mm -hmm. All right. That's it. Just wanted to let you know that. But, yep. Uh, with that being said, I am a person that likes to depend heavy on indexes. Why? Because the greatest investor ever, Warren Buffett, uh, he said, just just index it, man. Mm. Just, you know, just just index it. All the billions that he's gotten has come from indexing a lot of it. Right. Um, obviously, he's made some great moves, great business ventures. But a lot of it just came from indexes, uh, indices inside of the market. So, you know, let's talk about this. Um, I have 10 and you know what? I'm going to give I'll give five. Mm. I'll give five out of this 10 because I don't want to give too much, yeah. way too much. Right. I don't want to flood everybody. Um, number one index that we could look at the Fidelity Zero Large Cap Index. Okay, um, and I want to give a little bit of a of a description about it so you guys know why. So the Fidelity Zero Large Cap Index Mutual Fund is a part of an investment company's foray into mutual funds with no expense ratio. So what does that mean? That means that the money that you're putting in, let's say that uh, for every ten thousand dollars you invest it, right, um, it will cost you zero dollars annually to invest mm -hmm. that. So in a world where to invest, it's extremely expensive, right? There's a cost, there's a fee associated with how much money you're putting in. So with that being said, that's just a thought process. There's something that's fidelity. Um, the number two, probably, and, and you've probably heard of this company, uh, Vanguard S&P 500 ETF. So uh, it basically, like the name suggests, is connected to the S&P 500 um, and it tracks the 500 index. Um, and then obviously there's hundreds of billions of dollars inside of the fund. So the, the ETF itself began being traded in 2010. So very, fairly new, right? Um, the expense ratio for this. So the cost of you actually trading is 0.03%. So it's pretty low. That means for every $10,000 you trade, it would cost $3 annually. Um, it's great for investors looking for broadly diversified index funds at a low cost to serve for core holding in their portfolio. What does that mean? That means if you're looking to put your money into something and it's just going to grow over the long term. Right. And you're, you don't have to take it out. You don't really have to focus in and worry about it. This is a good index for you. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully that makes sense to everybody. Let's go into the next one. Our next one is going to be Invesco QQQ mm -hmm. Trust ETF. Now, this is one that's gotten a whole bunch of 
um, I think interest pretty uh, here recently, right? You've probably seen some commercials yeah. and stuff on the Super Bowl, um, or you've seen some commercials throughout. They're 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 starting to put it out there now. So um, it, it is an ETF. It's another index fund that tracks the performance large uh, non financial companies inside the Nasdaq 100. So if you know about the Nasdaq 100, that's another index. Okay, um, this actually started in '99. Now, the expense ratio on this one is 0.2%, a little bit more elevated. That means for every $10,000 you invest, it's going to cost you $20. Okay. Uh, what is it good for? It's great for investors looking for a relatively low cost index fund that focuses on technology and growth companies. Mm. So, if you're always looking at IPOs, that's uh, initial public offerings, that's companies that are just coming into the stock market. Right. They're just breaking that seal. This is a great index to look into because they're going to be rotating a lot of new IPOs in here. And then also technology, um, Meta, right? Alphabet, which is Google, um, Alibaba. When you're looking at all these various different Apple as well, as you're looking at the very big names when it comes to technology, they're going to be inside of here. Um, and it's and they're weighted nice. Right. So that means that um, the better that the really the, the, the big whales inside of that group do, the better that the index does. So that's 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 that one. Um, we're gonna go ahead and go into two more here. Mm -hmm. Got my list, guys. You know, I gotta. We always gotta take prepared. Um, let's look at the Vanguard Russell 2000 ETF. I kind of I like this one a little bit. Um, it's a collection of about 2,000 of the smallest publicly traded companies in the U.S. What does this do? This is gonna give you some pretty solid, mm -hmm. right, conservative gains. Not gonna see a whole bunch of uh, you know, you know how we have the roller coasters. Mm -hmm. You know, when if anybody looks at stocks, you got the the spikes go down, right? That's yeah. not what you want to see. This one is just gonna be a lot of plateaus, yeah. right? A lot of steady, just kind of climb barely slowly, but that's good over the long haul. The expense ratio is 0.10%, which means for every ten thousand dollars, gonna cost you ten dollars annually. Who it's good for? The fund is great for investors who want a low cost fund that gives the broad exposure to a small cap company. Why is that? That means that it's less exposed or less volatile to shareholders opinions, less volatile, right, to the whims of what's going on in the socioeconomic um, in socioeconomic climate. And so this means that these companies are probably ran by a small board. That board is pretty geared. They're very in touch with what's going on with the company and in the industry. And so you're probably going to see a little bit more return um, over the long term. Right. It's going to take some time, obviously, because these are small cap companies. But you probably have you know less ups and downs yeah. right um just just a more solid flow all across the board and for our last one let me get to the last one here because this one's actually this is one of my favorites spdr the dow jones industrial average etf etf um so it's basically tracking the Dow Jones Industrial, right? Um, but State Street Global Advisors come through with the fund that tracks 30 stock indexes of large cap companies. So if you're looking for something that's large cap, a lot of big companies, big names, this is the way to go. Um, expense ratio is 0.16%. That means for every $10,000, it's going to cost you about $16 annually to invest. What is good for investors looking for? Uh, for exposure to blue chip companies or the specific components of Dow Jones Industrial Average at low cost, right? So that's huge. If you're starting to look into getting into the Dow Jones, which actually predates the S&P, right? You're looking at some good companies, looking at some good growth. Blue chip companies means they're making money. And so if you want to look at how to break in um, on a cheaper route instead of just buying direct shares of the company, mm -hmm. 
Indexes is the way to go, guys. Why? Because the index is a group of stocks and you don't have to worry about the actual behaviors of just one mm -hmm. stock. You're going to actually be able to uh, kind of hedge your bet over the behaviors of a whole bunch mm -hmm. of stocks. So it, it looks better for you for yep. your gains, possibility yep. of gains. Love it. Love it. Um, great information. Um, love it. Great show. I, lo I love this. This episode I think was dope. Hopefully you guys find it extremely valuable. Uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. If you guys want any more information or you guys have any questions, feel free to hit us up on Instagram at Latin Wealth. Um, Jeremiah, where can they contact you if they have any information about some of the stuff that you dove into today? Uh, you can just hit me up on Instagram, Rico Ramirez86. Cool. Love it. Um, stay tuned to uh, th this week. We're dropping a new conversation, new interview on Friday. Stay tuned for that. And then next Wednesday, we'll be right back at it for Wealth Wednesday. If you guys have any questions, this is our first episode. So we're still trying to figure out like what's the best way to go about it. It might change a little bit, but I think today flowed pretty well. And you guys let us know what you guys want to see more of on this specific show or on the Friday show. With that being said, it's your boy, Chris, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.